0: The PHNX Cardinals Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sports bet sports book and an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They are kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't miss offer right now. Bet just one dollar on any football game this week and receive one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly. We've got Johnny, we've got Frank, myself, the original clue crew C-Crew plus. Saul. Hey, Saul. How's it going? How's
2: it going, everybody? What's up, Saul? Welcome I'm in, man. to, Welcome to man. I'm usually stuck on the Sun Show. Now it's
3: Cardinals, baby. I'm You've I'm upgraded. Sorry. Let yeah. me tell
2: now you. Now you're rocking with a winner. <laughs> All right. Rocking with the best. Here we go.
0: Today is September 21st, guys. Some people like to call it Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Yes. So you were singing it a little earlier. Do you want to give us a little? No, deep? I'm good. I'm good today. Oh my yeah, yeah. goodness! That's a, that it's, should it's, be an initiation usually, and Shane mandatory knows this. thing. Shane
2: actually knows this. Every every Sun show when the countdown's going, I yes. usually rap. But today I just you know. He had, I had some. I, I gotta save that for, the, for yeah. the. He had some
4: fire today. I, I feel
0: like we yeah. should do three against one. It's initiation. Moment right now, you don't have yeah, a choice. Yeah, you probably did. Yep. Good luck with
2: remember?
3: that. Saul's <laughs> so actually our boss, too. So you
1: might very well fire all Wait, of us make right, so right, him right. do That's that. cute that you think it's three. <laughs> and, uh, I trump your three with my ace. Yes.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, in honor of it being September 21st, we're going to play a little game. Do you remember when? Mm-hmm. And take a, a, a nice little look back into Cardinals history and some of the big moments within Cardinals history. So first, do you remember when the Cardinals played at Sun Devil Stadium? Frank, I know you did because you literally played there.
1: Yeah, I, ca- I caught wind of it in '95 when I got drafted by the Cardinals. That's um, fast wind. Let me tell you something. <laughs> well, it, was, it was a hot. Well, it was definitely wind. It was hot. Um, 1995 when I got drafted by the Cardinals in the second round. I got here, and honestly, on draft day, all I said was, "God, please send me somewhere warm and a team that needs me." And within 15 minutes later, the Arizona Cardinals called me, told me, hey, I'm getting ready to draft you. David Atkins was the uh, offensive coordinator at the time. He said, Buddy Ryan likes you. I tell you what, we're getting ready to draft you right now with the 46 pick. What do you think? I said, great, coach. I don't know much about Arizona, but I'm looking forward to it. And then and you
0: ha- got to Sun Devil Stadium, and you were like, man, why did I what? want this? I
1: actually love it. I mean, I <laughs> love I love the heat. I love the desert. And um, coming from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, I actually love, I actually love Sun Devil Stadium. I do voted across the league consistently by the players as one of the best playing fields to play on really mm-hmm. it's a flat surface it has no bold in it no mm-hmm. mound in well, it man. it is all flat it's all true speed the turf is always solid it's never i've never seen many guys get hurt on it because of a turf situation or a sloppy field ever even if we came out the asu game it was never that the ground the grounds crew was always perfect so literally Every year we'd vote on which stadium was the best, which field was the best, and the car, and um, Sun Devil Stadium was always in the top five. Wow, Love it.
2: It's not like Irving Stadium or Texas Stadium back in the day where they had that big old right. bowl yeah. in right. the middle of the field, and players would just run downhill on one side of the field.
3: The mm-hmm. only thing I can think of, is because my father would always complain about it, is when they were in St. Louis, and, and that's how we became fans of the team, Bill Bidwell wanted a stadium. And they played in Bush stadium with the St. Louis Cardinals, the baseball team. Mm -hmm. And Bill Bill was like, city of St. Louis, build me, build me a stadium. And they're like, no, your team's terrible. So, you know, find somewhere else. And he's like, all right, I'm going to Arizona and they'll build me a stadium. And he gets here and like, now you can just go play in this college stadium. And until 2006, they had to ride with that. And then in the meantime, City in St. Louis is like, hey Rams, we're going to build you a dome. (laughs) So that's the only thing it makes me think of because Bill Bidwill thought, you know, I'm going to trump the city of St. Louis. I'm going to Arizona. I'm going to Phoenix, which, by the way, they've never even played in in Phoenix before uh, because the stadium's in Tempe. So yeah, this very confusing. My my
2: first, uh, my first year at. Southbound community college. I was there on a basketball scholarship. I didn't know what a Pell Grant was. What position? Yeah, I was guard. Okay. Shooting man. guard. Shooting guard? Yeah. Shooting guard. Yeah. Anyway, so uh and I got my Pell Grant money. I was like, man, this is i was like over a thousand dollars. I thought I was like the richest man in the world. <laughs> like, man, I've never seen this. <laughs> and I always wanted to buy season tickets for the Cardinals. And so I took hundred and eighty bucks of that <laughs> and I went and I bought season tickets. And I sat in the South End zone and I watched my man right here uh catch balls and and I think he had three touchdowns Football. that season. Yeah, there you go. Football. That's, Mansca- you Manscaped a, is next week. Are you having
0: a moment right yeah. now? Is this a surreal moment? Yeah, it's really, that... it's really. No, yeah. actually,
2: this is how I recruited him.
1: Yeah, I use this as my pitch to get
0: him on this show. <laughs> no it bullshit. Yeah, That's exactly
1: what I said. I was excited. I knew he, he said I was excited when Damien said um, that I, that he couldn't do it, but then he said he also replaced it with my name, and then he said he knew everything he had just shared with with us was exactly how authentic. Yeah, you'll get here yeah. nowhere else. <laughs>
3: One of a Boom. kind. Of baby. That's right.
1: Tell you what, but I, I tell you what, there's a – I wish what they do in Glendale right now is what they had no choice but to do in, in ASU, which is literally allow the dome to be open, allow teams to come in, and from the months of September, October, feel the dry heat, burn in your throat. Like mm-hmm. Like literally, if you ever come out to Phoenix and you're just jogging, and the first time you get here and you start running – your mm-hmm. throat is going to dry out. It's going to feel like you need a gallon of water, and it, when you're playing football here, it feels exactly the same. Everything changes when you're on the field. There's a lot more heat on the inside, and I think being in Glendale in an AC environment it cheats the fans. As those who remember Sun Devil Stadium, of course, they have better seats, no aluminum. They have their own. They have their own, pretty much their own feel of what it feels like to be in an NFL stadium. But ASU did present something. That when we played teams in September and October, I mean we beat them because guys were cramping in the third and fourth quarter. Is it the same thing in Miami too
3: with the Dolphins and Jacksonville a little bit? Do you get some of that?
1: You you do get well. You get the humidity, and the humidity drains you so much. It feels like you're at least two to two to four pounds heavier because your clothes are soaked, Mm -hmm. soaked and wet. Mm -hmm. You know, and the fields are soggier because they're at sea level. So therefore, when you're out here, everything is dry. The feels hard. it's, It's solid. It feels like solid turf. But when you're back east and you're playing in it, which the Cardinals will be experiencing when they're going to Jacksonville, that in itself will say that they're going to feel like it's heavier, it's harder, their feet are going to feel more lethargic. And when you're back that way, sometimes But when the guys go to Miami, that's more that they're closer by South Beach. And South Beach presents its own problems. (laughs) What you do on Friday and Saturday in South Beach will definitely affect you on Sunday. He says with a smile. (laughs) I'm just saying. Miami has its own problems and on the field is one thing, but if you if you fatigue yourself out on Saturdays, you will be better stay hydrated all weekend. You better stay hydrated. Pickle juice always helps in Miami.
2: Oh, it's true. The, the <laughs> Eagles used to yeah. used to swear by it. Yes. They would go to Texas, they would go to the Cowboys stadium and drink pickle juice. Yes. It was the night uh Michael Vick <laughs> threw like four touchdowns against the Cowboys Super and team, they swore yeah. by pickle juice.
1: Pickle juice is the it is a high it is a hydration version. I mean, it is it is like nothing but sodium. And you know, if you ever had a pickle back, you know what I'm talking about? It cures the hangover. You never had a pickleback?
3: Are you going to... Hmm. No one on this podcast yeah, knows. What the hell's a pickleback? Oh, wow. How you know. How
1: does what? How did Shane I... Look, I bet they know what a
4: pickleback Shane, is. Shane, what's about a this pickleback thing? then? It's, it's like a... Shot? No, it, yeah, it's, it's. I think it's whiskey and pickle juice, right? Oh, whiskey and pickle
1: juice, tequila and pickle juice, t- Tito's and pickle juice, yeah, yeah, right yeah, behind yeah. it, so it does... It helps the hangover process. Typically, when you do it, you follow yourself up. When, when we take shots, we follow ourselves up with what? Maybe salt lime or some kind of other juice and therefore the juicer has loaded with sugar as my nutritionist would know it's loaded with sugar <laughs> so therefore but when it comes to this process when you take a pickle back that eliminates the taste but it also brings about hydration which allows you not to have that hangover that major hangover effect mm-hmm. now how do i know this i am not a drinker
3: What's happening in this segment? But I do. Yeah, we didn't get this I have to have, have studied. Okay, just I so studied,
0: everybody knows, I know. remember when uh, Frank chugged a Red Bull before this, and he is on another level right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a little fired up. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. There's a fire here. Now we need wind.
0: Yeah, he's the fire and earth, wind and fire right now okay uh do you remember when u.s airways unveiled the A- arizona cardinals plane you said southwest earlier but i think it was u.s Airways. i
2: thought it was america west i think uh, all we know is it's not
3: it's not an a-list uh i thought airline it was, i thought it
2: america west was the first original sponsor of the arizona well cardinals. when
0: i when i Hit the Google machine mm. up. The only thing that came up was U.S. Airways,
2: hmm. which
0: and which, it had a photo of the. Of is the plane. that what
3: used to be America West though? Maybe did it look America? like the plane from Major League that they fly? Because <laughs> the that's the, what I could.
1: Th- yeah, that's what <laughs> I. No, nah, this wasn't duct tape. This was absolutely a beautiful, um actually a beautiful momentum to the Cardinals and the NFL joining the NFL, and yeah, that was. The original plane. I thought done. it was absolutely beautiful. Cool. And um, something that, you know, again, the, the, when you're losing, you don't always feel you don't get the winners. The, you don't get the spoils of victory. And unfortunately, it's, the Cardinals got here in 1988. Remember when they got here in 1988? They were the Phoenix Cardinals at the time. They became the Arizona Cardinals in 94, 5, you're or something about ahead. that time. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, but they need to know. So I'm going to preface <laughs> this moment. But they had lost so much in that window of time. And so then, much. but when you start getting the spoils of victory, of what it feels like to be a winner, and the team and the city starts, you know, bringing you in and loving on you, that was one of the things that as a me coming here as a player, seeing, I thought that was absolutely special.
0: And like, probably more so like just a moment of acceptance. Like, mm-hmm. teams still somewhat new, we're, yes, we know we're being accepted here. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone else
3: remember that? I've, I When we <laughs> talked about it today, I had no memory of it. None, zero. Okay. Didn't Just didn't rain. last around Well, I, I,
1: unfortunately, the only reason why is because well, they gave us the, you know, they gave us the grand tour. They let us come out, and we went to one of the bays, uh, one of the terminals, tarmac. And then we, we got on the tarmac, and there that beautiful plane was sitting out there. Mister B, here's this convers. This is what brings me these remember wins, and I'll I'll, I'll bring this into you guys so you'll be able to see it and experience the same thing. Is that Mister Bidwell, Are you talking about when he? R.P. He, yeah all right rest in peace Mr. Bidwell William Bidwell, the, the owner of the Cardinals at the time, <clears throat> when he came here, he had a lot of expectations and a lot of things that was promised and those things didn't you know they didn't manifest themselves until ten to twelve years later. But to watch him see the plane with the cardinal bird, it was special. Dallas already had theirs the Dodgers had theirs and other organizations the Yankees had their planes on you know, names or their their emblem on other other planes. But to see Mr. Bidwell in a lot of character moments was was pretty special. And that to me is uh you know, as a player looking back, I can say that's why I, I remember when because of watching him appreciate what had been get what had been promised him finally started manifesting itself.
3: Especially when he saw the Edward Jones dome and he's like, damn it, I better get this plane. <laughs> They're gonna be they're gonna be just
1: super <laughs> embarrassed when I roll up with this plane.
3: I may not have my stadium. I'm but. telling
1: you, we rolled up in that plane many times, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. People took pictures, and you know when you pull up at the gate, you know it was it was it was pretty cool, man. The, it really The D
2: backs do not have a plane like that. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm serious. I I, I rode their charter once, and I was like. That's
3: it? Is it like an Allegiant like, plane?
2: Yeah, it's kind of it like, like what's this, like this Spirit Airlines. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> this big bubble bus, and it, it was cool. No, that would be Major League, right
1: there. Like, Yeah. <laughs> after that season, I can
2: understand. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. <laughs> they probably took all the decals off this year. Like, uh, uh,
0: Poor D backs. Uh, it's all right. They'll bounce back. All right. Um, do you remember when the Cardinals were the Phoenix Cardinals?
2: I do. I do. That was some rough, rough watching right there, especially (laughs) as a young kid watching this team. Man, like the Tim Rosenbaugh, Gary Hogaboom days. Ooh, man, you had to be a fan to stick with those teams. And I was.
0: That's the best part, though. Like, when you've been a fan through the rough times, that's, like, some of the best – those are some of the best memories. Like, they were so bad that they're good bonding moments. Like, yeah, I do remember when, and I'm still a fan to this day.
2: For sure, I never thought I'd see a Super Bowl. I never thought I'd see a Super Bowl. And then when we went to the Super Bowl, it was like the weirdest emotion I've ever had. I remember to this day when Larry Fitzgerald scored that touchdown, we we're were 2- two thirty seven away, and me thinking like, "Oh my God, is this about to happen?" And then not talking to anybody for like the next two weeks. You'd
3: avoid TV, avoid oh ESPN. My God, I couldn't. Yeah.
2: It just that hurt more than anything else in my life. Period. Don't care.
0: Losing in, like, a championship game or series or whatever is always the worst because it the celebration drags out for so dang long. You've got the parade. You've got this. And, it's yeah, it probably takes two weeks. See, I think
3: I was ignorant with a lot of people being younger that, oh, they'll just get back there. They'll just run it back, and they'll be back in the playoffs next year, and they'll get to the Super Bowl again. And here we are. It's <laughs> 2000, <laughs> 2021.
2: 13 years later. Still, still waiting. Yep.
1: Mark Tristan, but the best thing Mark Chutzman said to us in 1998 was, <clears throat> look, you better take advantage of this moment because you guys will never be the same in this room. You'll yep. never have the same feeling. And I, the following year, we traded so many guys. We got rid of so many guys that, that following year, and we were never the same. That was my only winning season mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. Wow. And I was here for seven years. So that eight years, excuse me, eight years. And that just, that just tells you, like, as a fan, those who had a chance to watch it or see it or to experience those things when it finally happened, I mean, you got to hold on to them because the league is so volatile right now. It's changing so quick and it's so fluid right now that guys are going from team to team and contract money is being, I mean, it's just being diversified all across, all across the board.
0: So this next one might be (laughs) a little more geared towards you. I was reading up on that 98 season and found a lot of stuff about, them being considered uh, like a huge fluke or that team that year. So do you remember the 98 Cardinals were considered one of the greatest flukes of all time? Absolutely. What do you have to say about that? We,
1: we had, there was nothing. We had pieces in place. Mm-hmm. We did have the pieces. We had a lot of good pieces in place. Um, the conversation was, could we jail after watching what we had just did the previous year, which we saw. Sucked the previous. we were decently suckers like we didn't well, excuse we, me, we didn't what? we didn't stink it up bad where you couldn't we were in every fight they didn't have a pass <clears throat> they didn't
2: have a pass the previous year yes of over 40 yards the entire season oh not one and in the first preseason game against the denver broncos See? jake Plummer comes out <laughs> and throws it 65 yards down the field to rob moore and you would have thought they won the fucking Super Bowl. Absolutely. Everybody in the crowd went eight shit. It was awesome. See? That, that, that's and that the set part. the tone for the rest of the
3: before year. Before that Super Bowl year, that ninety eight season was like the gold standard in Arizona mm-hmm. for the Cardinals. They I think they had one winning record in the eighties, but they didn't go to the playoffs. They like I think it was Neil Lomax. they were like, what, like nine and seven, it wasn't good enough. So you had to go date back to the seventies before they'd been to the playoffs since then. And then when they went ninety eight, there was a gap between ninety eight to to 2008 and then they went to the Super Bowl. So just the biggest outlier seasons imaginable. I think when when we get frustrated like with this current team, we need some context, especially when it comes to Michael Bidwell. He's put together the most successful run as yeah. has Steve Kime. Mm-hmm. And and younger, you know, fans of this team have to recognize that because Kime made the postseason twice in his first 3 years and he's had sustained success outside of a couple out- outlier years. But that's really all Michael Bidwell. So I mean, like that's when we were in it, man. I mean, you talk about decades without winning records. That's that's awful. If you take 2006 to right
2: now, so the new stadium, versus right. The old stadium, it's not even. It's like a different, completely different franchise. Mm-hmm. They have far more success. Even the games that they lose, if we harken back to like the Chicago Bears, a game on Monday Night Football, yeah, they lose in spectacular fashion. They're in the national news, like. It, it, everything just changed once they got the stadium Sun Devil Stadium not so much that was some of the most brutal you know and and they were in the thick of the NFC East yeah they had Dallas New York and Washington winning the Super Bowl basically every year outside of the 49ers it was unbelievable
3: you had to watch Otis Anderson go to New York oh. and have success there I that 2018 season that we all dread with Steve Wilkes and Josh Rosen that's what it was like like every year yes. Yeah. And we've had one outlier year, and it got us Kyler Murray.
1: 98 was the first time I ever seen Mr. Bidwell cry. I believe it. That was pretty special. Yep. We went to the playoffs. It was 50 years, as Johnny Stats pointed out extremely well, 50 years prior to that moment before they ever seen the playoffs. Yeah. And after we went to the playoffs, we played Dallas. We came home, and they had a team meeting on that Monday. And that Monday we all came in and then, you know, all the, the, the whole entire family came in. Mike, BJ, Bill, Bill Jr., Bill, Bidwell Jr., um, Nicole came in and dad came in. And literally he stood in front of the room to address the team and he could not get the words out of his mouth because he was crying. He was in, you know, he was trembling and he was trying to get his words out. And all he could say was, thank you. Thank you. And I, I'm assuming that in his lifetime, that was the time that he you know, he had been a, he'd been a part of the team since a little kid. Mm-hmm. So he'd seen a lot of losing. See, so he got a spitball, new f- names, facts, stats of teams, players, a true historian. But to watch him sit and cry or bring we, that win brought him to tears because he never thought he'd sit it before. Um, when that '98 the Cowboys, or when you guys? No, nah, we beat the Cowboys. Did. When we when we beat the Cowboys, that was that was that was that been our first win. Yeah, you think about you it know, he's on all those special. owner
3: meetings with Jared Jones, wow. and they're just laughing him out of the room every year. Yep. And then for them to win the in '98, I'm sure it was crazy, man. It
1: was, it was a great moment. So that fluke wise, no one thought we'd do it. We had to win the last six games, or we had to win the last four out of the last six games in order to get into the playoffs. Isn't it crazy
2: that in that that playoff, yep. they go to after they beat the Cowboys. Where do they go? They go to Minnesota, yeah and guess who the ball boy is over there? Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald. That's crazy.
3: <laughs> this is nuts. And who's the head coach? Danny Green.
1: Denny Green. Danny Green.
2: Yep, the one that ends up bringing Larry Fitzgerald here to Arizona. I mean, it's wow. all very like,
1: poetic. It's freaking awesome. Though. Wow, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome.
0: I love connecting Larry's whole story <laughs> to. I mean, there's there's just. He has some great connections. I'm sure
2: I have four kids because of Larry somehow, some way. <laughs> <laughs> Larry did this so I can meet this girl at this time. So that, yeah, it's all Larry's fault.
3: <laughs> Whenever we get Larry in this room, you need to make sure you tell him that's Six all. Six
2: degrees of separation. From there,
3: you yes. there you go.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Remember when we had paper tickets instead of tickets on our phones, because we don't have paper tickets anymore. And I certainly remember it. And I, I, I actually, I'm I'm pro technology and pro like digital everything, but the ticket thing is a little bit annoying. Like I do like to be able to like have my ticket and if I want to keep it because it was a great game or something like that. Now I can't even do that.
3: Yeah, I remember when my dad realized we could print off tickets at our house and with the barcode on it. He was like, holy shit, Johnny, check this out. And I'm like, what do we got going here? It's like, now we got multiple copies. If we lose one, we'll have two of them ready to go. So yes, I'm very sympathetic to that. And what, like, what if you don't have your phone and it's not charged and go to the stadium? Like, there's still something to be said about.
0: How many people have just been intoxicated? They forget they're, they're, they've been out for a little while. They forget to bring a charger. They forget to bring their phone. I've always, I've luckily never been in that position. But for as many people that go to those games, Mm -hmm. there's got to be somebody in the crowd whose phone died and all. And now they're, Day is going to be ruined because they don't know how know how they're going to get in the game.
2: Well, not only that, but like the Suns make it to the NBA finals, and I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. I would like to have that ticket because mm-hmm. I think that so would be actually, cool. So
0: actually, I created a shadow box of um, so just just so my boyfriend and I both were able to cover the finals. So we made a shadow box of like the masks with like the NBA logo, right? Because that's that will probably never happen again. And we are, you know, the pictures of us together, like whatever. And I'm like, this is such a great like thing to like hang up on the wall. And like, we really wanted something in paper and there was nothing. (laughs) You had to draw
1: out your own ticket. (laughs) That's crazy the game has changed tremendously though. Mm -hmm. I mean, the technology is there, but I think there is a part of the aficionado person and the the historian and the person that loves the memorabilia whose rooms are loaded with tickets that they've gotten signed or they've kept for years. And now it's so digital that you kind of miss that thing. So. It will be um, a transition good technology wise, but for the those who are still who has tons of memorabilia will feel like they got cheated. In the next I feel couple like years. we
0: might see it cycle back like in 20 years. It'll be like the big thing where you get like this piece of memorabilia called a ticket. And all the, you have, like, the <laughs> yeah, <copy. Yep. laughs> you have to pay extra for the hard yep. copy. Yeah. You
2: have to pay extra for it. Yep. Or it's gonna be like, like an NFT. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah like,
2: okay. Shane yeah. will buy it though. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Shane
1: <laughs> will buy it. Shane it. But I buy it.
2: Because you like picklebacks.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: You just strike me as a big NFT guy for some reason. I, I've I have nothing to support that, but <laughs>
1: it's too funny. Too, too funny.
0: All right. Frank, you came up with this one. So remember when study films were VHSs, and they were CDs, and they were thumb drives, and now they're on a tablet.
1: I do. I mean, it's, it's it's across the board. Same thing with the tickets, right? Everything's all digital. It's right there, at the speed of a you know just a scan. Boom, barcode ready to go. When we was playing, man, it was it was almost like a fax machine to get a dog on play out to see to look at a hard copy to see <laughs> what was the defense the scheme that you just saw. You know, and then it was, the you know, when we were studying film, so every week they would give us four videos of the, the opposing, well, not the, the team we're getting ready to play, but the previous three teams that they had played. So Jacksonville, Miami, and then Dallas. And then we'd see what worked against them. And then we'll get the field copy, and behind that we'll get the wide widescreen copy, and then we'll get the end zone copy so we can see kind of what's going on, offensively. Um, in all positions. What a shit show. I mean, that's you would you study. use ever uh-huh. an overhead projector at all? We did use that. Okay. We had an overhead projector and there was <laughs> many times that when it did look, technology has changed a lot in the good ways. Cause I remember we had coaches, man, that had to you know, I had to blow onto the VHS and take it out of tape and then wind it, rewind it, try to get it back to its right original. It was so like right now it looks like a like a it looks just really not senate, like not a real sanitary position to be in. But that's literally what we were doing, and it was always with the intent. So now everything now is like, it's so fast. It's, it's it's downloaded into every game you want of the team you played, every defensive stat that you want of the cornerback to watch him specifically, individually. You could do it, and you can just download it and watch his technique and watch his skill set. I mean, it's it's a great thing. I mean, it's 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 a really good thing for the players that they're moving. At warp speed, information wise, now. Mm-hmm. And back then, it just, you had to wait to get the information. You couldn't, you couldn't know it. So, if you got, if you got out of the, in, got out on your first went one, two, and three and out, got to the sideline, the defense ended up getting the ball back. You, by the time you got the information back then, you probably wouldn't even know what coverage had happened because <laughs> you had to get back on the yeah. football field so fast. So, <clears throat> everything is so fast right now and it's good. But even anyway, for that, for the players, that they've had to make those adjustments, and they had to become more technologically savvy. Before they just was, we were, we were stone age guys, man. We were. Yeah.
0: I'm more shocked that that's now trickled down to the high school level. I remember like a few years back, like being at a, a high school football game in East Tennessee, and in the South, like they were some of the first because it's high school football is just such a big deal. And when you're dealing with small towns, like all there's so much money is pumped into those programs. Friday Night uh, Lights. It's yeah, absolutely. And I remember like just seeing like the first kind of setup. Uh, and at first it was just kind of the schools that had a little more money and mm-hmm. which I felt like wasn't really fair, but now it's just like every single high school and, you know, from across the country, I feel like has this digital setup on the side where they've got, you know, their big screens and got, their their ipads and whatever and that's crazy the entire game at every level has changed
1: it really has For sure. yeah absolutely no
2: i i completely agree and it's it's so crazy to see the evolution of that and then then you look at the players and you're like man that kid is really good like i don't remember guys being that fast being that smart mm-hmm. at, when i was in high school how how are they doing this and it's because they have all this technology at their disposal. They
0: all have like their own trainers. Too. Yeah,
2: it's not. The yeah.
3: fact that Kyler Murray has a a microphone in his helmet directed directly to Cliff Kingsbury yeah. just blows my mind. The fact that he can communicate with Kyler at any point while he's on the field.
1: Kyler and our, li- our and our middle linebacker oh, has man. the same yeah. thing, the green mm-hmm. stickers. which is pretty cool. I man, it, it's it's probably it will probably get to a place where every player will have it. And then that's really going to transition. So again. if you're
3: wondering why Jordan Hicks is playing 99 percent of the snaps, that's that's why. Because Vance Joseph only trusts Jordan Hicks with the defensive calls. It
1: makes a difference, man. You got to have you got to have guys that can retain information and recall information, and you have to also not just retain it for yourself, but you have to recall it back to ten other guys, yeah. and you have to be able to articulate that in a way where they still feel that they understand exactly what you're saying, <laughs> and then you. <laughs> You don't want a guy that has a dialect situation, or he's from the south, or a northern guy. And yo, you know, this is what Coach talking about. You know, he coach they run the zip right three over left, or some other guy. You so like, when You're bro, talking to like Yannick and Dakwe. Yeah, you know, like, sure, it's like, okay. bro, like what did what did he just say? <laughs> look, then you <laughs> listen to him, and you look to the side, and I'm like. And you okay. know
3: what you listen to jordan talk he's an elite communicator <laughs> yeah. i'm sure that plays a factor
2: he's also it. a vet knows how to disable the other helmets so that way <laughs> yeah. oh
3: Xavier, you can't hear anything go to oh, the no, sideline no, i just gonna
2: sit this one out yeah. i got you i got yeah. you
0: yeah.
1: it's funny but i have
3: one
0: last thought before i move on to our last i remember when and we were talking about vhs's i don't know if anyone else did this but when i was a kid my favorite thing to do with the VHSs, is you, you said like rewinding it and stuff i would pull
4: the tape out you're like oh i
1: don't that know what cool. happened no, right. oh that was cool yeah well, you just you just go in and start pulling the tape out rip it oh out, i don't flip know what it happened back, but start it was pulling so it out.
0: enticing i would just go
1: <laughs> absolutely what is wrong with you cheers <laughs> i put him i
2: don't
0: know but oh when you're goodness. talking about that i just had like these flashbacks like, of like I, re- I remember
2: the sound it would make when it would start to eat the tape uh-huh. yeah. You just freak the hell out yeah. like no, no 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 stop stop and then you pull it out and it just Damn it! Teacher. I never did
3: that. I, I put a magnet on our TV, though, and it made a huge dent. But then back then, like, TVs were so expensive, we just lived with it. I
0: put a magnet? Yeah, yeah you put a
3: magnet mm-hmm. on the big, fat TVs, and it, like, makes a huge, like, imprint. Oh,
0: just... did you know what you are doing? Oh, I no, no. Oh, yeah. Well, that's different, Johnny.
3: <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that. it made, like, a big oh, my God, imprint. Because, little... you know, you have
2: one TV back in, like, 000. the oh, early God. 90s in your house. Oh, no. It
3: was rough.
1: Uh,
0: okay, last one. Do you remember when Jerry Maguire was filmed?
1: I do. It was uh, just in the 97 season. It wasn't a great... We just got Rob Moore, and it was actually the depiction of Rob Moore. In a lot of ways, him and Cuba Gooden Jr. had the same body types. Mm-hmm. I think probably a couple of weeks later, they actually they actually end up on a cover of a magazine, which is pretty fly. Um, I didn't know Rob's... Now, the funny thing about that is Rob Moore' personality is 100% opposite oh yeah, of Rob Tiswell. 100%. Like, it's not the same. Like, Rob is as smooth as a dude as they come. He is chill. He doesn't argue. Doesn't He won't fight unless he has to fight. He's a team guy. I mean, team guy, never selfish, not I, me, 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 never that, and just, just cool as the, cool as the other side of the pillow. But the movie, how it was made and when it was made and to uh, – to be there to watch how they do the prop sets at the football field, and watch also what they do in the locker room. I saw Tom Cruise come to the locker room. I thought it was seven foot five, but he really was. He's five, five seven. Feet. He's like
3: five foot. That's feet why feet. I
1: said seven foot five. It's totally opposite. You think he's as mega tall, but the next thing he comes back in, but it didn't mean anything. I mean, there was Tom Cruise.
0: Okay, so Frank, you you cool. were an Arizona Cardinal at a cool you get the plane. I was.
1: I was. I really was. When I look back at it, I mean, although we lost a lot at that time, and it wasn't, you know, it was... The perks were good. <laughs> there was a lot of good perks, yeah. It was a lot of... Arizona has the potential to be something pretty special, and there are many people probably outside of this, outside of the, outside of Arizona, you know, the state that sees a lot of great things that can happen here. Remember, this was a place where a lot of the movie stars came to mm-hmm. when they when they when they was not in California. Oh, That's I mean, where we, we have Paradise right Valley. Here. Right, I so. mean, you got the Playboy
2: mm-hmm. Club. That the old Playboy Club is literally right across the street. if You didn't know I mean? that,
1: so and it's then pretty cool. That's the part. I'm gonna where hit where that on my it. way home during 19, my commute. It
2: was <laughs> open from 1968 to 1982, and it used to be a place where all the players would go to hang out with like Hugh Hefner and company, like yep. Wilt used to go, Kareem, like all those dudes. That's like,
0: cool from like a historical perspective, yeah. I suppose. From a historical perspective, to like know. back when, but like. It's not like I miss it, so. Oh, you, you 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 didn't have a chance to
1: experience it. Yeah, That's
2: I mean, don't knock me. it till you try it. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, right? Like, I mean, like no, honestly, like let's be real. <laughs> if you got invited to the Playboy Club, even as a woman, like you're gonna go. It's not like
3: it's just like a free for all. Like when, there. Nah. it's just, it's classy. It's just just, a, just going a to who's who. It's a classy like. Do you yeah, remember that episode of Entourage when Ari gets invited to the Playboy Mansion? I know that's yes. what I'm talking and about. And he told his wife, "I have to go. Yeah, Historical to. purposes. I'm going to get the experience." It was a pajama party. Though, it was. So that's yes. a little bit different. It was. I remember
1: that. I think Tim Tebow didn't go. Did he? he didn't go. Did he? He would have. <laughs> I think it was a Playboy All American. I don't think he went. He was in love with Jesus. <laughs> Nothing I'm just wrong saying with that. No, I'm, I'm a fan. I look, I love the Lord. <laughs> I love the Lord too. I was too, gonna so, say I think your bio yeah, says something not, like yeah, that. Yeah, I love I love the Lord too. I'm not, I probably wouldn't have won at that time when I was 10. I mean he was but he was, if they'd have asked me every time pretty, yeah, he was pretty, pretty straight, straight laced. Here, he was yeah. straight laced. yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure.
4: yeah. Uh, protecting all his we, situations. We have a very strange question. Johnny, I feel like you could answer this. Okay. Uh, Nick wants to know which player could fit the most pinto beans in their pocket. What?
1: What
3: kind of question is
1: that? <laughs> Is that a current?
4: Is
3: this player? one of your buddy Shane yeah, in the chat? I don't
1: think so. Okay. Which player like, could fit the most pinto beans in his pocket?
3: Like, like, because their thighs aren't big, so their pockets are deeper. Who's got little legs on the team? Um, are they wearing skinny pants? Moving right along. Maybe like that Colt. Maybe like Colt McCoy. I don't know. Not, not the kicker. Not the kicker. They finally have good kickers now. Why are
0: you even attempting to make sense of the
3: question? We want to be an interactive <laughs> show, but you guys make it we, so damn yeah. hard. With these, come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who could fit the most John's pinto a little beans offended. That was pocket? you queued that up. I was ready for a real question. That's also producer
2: Shane's fault. Yeah, hey, come on, Shane, <laughs>
3: you got to have a better vetting. Let's process get Lee in here. That. What's going on with we that? We
2: got better mm-hmm. questions than that. And Nick, you could do better. Let's go, buddy.
3: We appreciate the engagement. <laughs> yes. Or just... well,
0: who could fit a picture of Bruce Lee in their pocket?
3: Kyler Murray and his pads. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's a better question. That's what's up. He, did you guys see that?
1: No, what happened?
0: He had... Well, it wasn't on like his he fit his something thigh in. It. His thigh yeah, on his like, thigh pad, he had Bruce Lee, which I didn't realize that. I forgot that he had purchased, like a year ago, purchased like a almost like a $100,000 like Bruce Lee chain. I totally forgot about that, but he's got... It's like his idol, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, all about him. Hmm. Okay, guys. Interesting. I'm going to already... Pat and brush my shoulder for coming up with this one. Do you guys remember when sports betting was illegal?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> even know our <laughs> no when,
3: when? I, I do remember that it was a dark time. And then thankfully we've come out of it in the last two weeks and we, and we've spent a lot of money on the DraftKings sports book app. Cheers. Man.
0: Yes. And remember, uh, bet a uh, $1 on any football game this week. After using the code PHNX, you're going to receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. And this is something I'm learning about. Johnny's helping me with this one. All football season long, customers can swing by the DraftKings app um, for same-game parlays, which Mm -hmm. allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout, uh, which is who doesn't want that? Mm -hmm. Um, And as always... Twenty one and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred next step. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required. Mm. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Did you do, are you already looking at the same game parlays for Yeah,
3: reasons? for those of you who don't know, parlays are where the money's made. I mean that your your risks are much greater because you gotta hit on multiple things. But yeah, I you know, I like to do same day, same game parlays with with my Cardinals. Uh, I missed last weekend because I thought the Cardinals would cover. They didn't, right? I thought Kyler Murray would have uh, four passing touchdowns. He didn't. I thought the defense would have a defensive touchdown. They didn't. So I got all my bad bets out of the out of the woodshed last week, and I'm, I'm going to hit hit them this week against Jacksonville. Okay. We'll things, will, things will things will prove for me. I'm rooting for you. Thank Johnny. you, Johnny. absolutely. But it's all my money now. I all the DraftKings money is gone, so. Spend it vicariously, you know, for me when you <laughs> use the promo code PHNX.
0: Also, Shane, if you could help uh, assist it out and put up our graphic of our awesome Rise Up Red Sea shirt that we have up on phnxlocker.com. There it is. That's beautiful. Um, that thing
2: is fire. Fire. And uh, people should be buying that. Yes. Because it, you And you can get it in different colors. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh. No. I believe so. Yeah. What? Six different colors, I
3: believe. The red's the best, though. Sure. It is. Huh.
0: Um yeah, so you can also get it for free still if you Yeah, you can get it for free anytime
2: you... you sign up for a, a year long membership, then you can get that as your free shirt cuz everybody gets a free shirt when they sign up. Um or you can just do the monthly and pay for it outright. So
0: Yeah, check it out And there's
2: don't. I'm sorry. That's And funny. there's always deals. Every week we have a deal of the week for all our members. So sometimes it's a percentage off. Wink, wink. Tomorrow, there'll be a percentage off for Hardness fans. Um, so it's always a great time to be a member because you're always going to get hooked up with deals and specials. And, yeah. Check out our merch. It's going to be fire. Awesome. It here is a, fire. Here in about a year, everybody's going to be wearing our merch. I promise mm, you that. That's pretty That's fun. what happened in Denver. That's what's going to happen here.
0: Put it out into the, the universe. Yeah. It's out there. <laughs> All right. How... I, I'm almost the, the Star Wars saga with the Cardinals continues, and at this point, it's just carried on for so long that I'm starting to lose where it started and where it's at. But last week, Chandler Jones called Kyler Murray Baby Yoda. Um, it kind of took off. We thought that Kyler did a Baby Yoda impression if, during his touchdown celebration on Sunday. Turns out, post game, he said, That's not true, I've never even seen Star Wars, which then prompted somebody to ask Cliff Kingsbury about it. He said he was heartbroken and growing (laughs) up as a kid, uh, he always wanted to be Luke Skywalker. So today, Christian Kirk and Marcus Golden were asked about uh, what Star Wars character they would be and here's their response.
4: I don't think uh, Star Wars is my first choice. Uh, I'm a big Batman fan so, I think i was more of a, a Christian Bale, you know, Bruce Wayne kind of guy. Uh, so, so maybe I'll refer to myself as, as as a young Batman. When I was young, young, I was, I, I liked the Red Power Ranger, man. Uh, the Red Power Ranger that was that was me growing up, and uh, I really wasn't a Star Wars guy, but I always liked it. I always I always liked it, but I never really got into it. But it'd be the Power Ranger or, I could, uh, or Spider-Man for me. He's just the best.
0: I love, there are certain guys that just we get excited to hear from. Marcus Golden is always one of them. He's animated and will always be up front. But And Johnny, you also uh, can relate because you love the Power
3: Rangers. I did. I Power Rangers, I think, was my first love growing up. Uh, I had all the Zords that combined together to make the Megazord, right, that would fight all the monsters. Wow. And I I didn't ride with the the Red Power Ranger. I, I read, rode with the Green One and he had a shield, like a gold shield, because he was first bad, and then he joined the team. Uh, and he also had a magic flute <laughs> that he would play yes. over, <laughs> over his helmet <laughs> that would also act as a dagger, and it called the Dragon Dragonzord, who was just a cheap rip-off of Godzilla. And then I found out when I was older that all the American footage with the teenagers was shot here, and then they just ripped off all of the Zords and the Power Ranger stuff from Japan. And they spliced it together. And that crushed all of my dreams. So, oh, no. wow. wow.
0: I didn't know that. Man. I also wasn't allowed to watch like, <laughs> uh, Power Rangers as a kid. Like, no Never saw me. it. Why? Never saw it. I am unsure because I haven't seen Power Rangers. So, like, I don't know what was in it. I it's just on know... Netflix
3: if you want to give it a watch. Well,
0: was there. I, maybe fighting my parents do like violence I don't know
3: I
2: mean I mean, it's pretty G rated I can
0: I have a long list of things I was not allowed to watch and you're, you'll be like Rugrats for instance was huge when I was a kid and I never watched it this is, we're
2: getting a peek into why Chirsten K- <laughs> is the way she is right, now, right Like she doesn't she doesn't curse at all like she's very straight and narrow and that's so did you have
3: somebody you... that you wanted to be and emulate when you were growing up did you, did I don't you know. have a safe word like <laughs> or they just lock you in the closet <laughs> when you were bad sometime,
0: no you know what i have like a really strange um like it, it, uh, interest like things that i was interested in were like i this is gonna sound super weird but like as a young kid i loved like the history channel
1: the history channel how <laughs> <laughs> did I mean the history. I know right She's, like, she, she's I, I laughing love the about history." history. i just interested
0: in, like ancient Egypt At <laughs> like age 6
3: <laughs> It's nothing wrong with being a very learned person <laughs>
2: I love the fact that she just lost it on herself so. So, it's how, true It's so sad
3: Green Ranger
2: so Benjamin sad. Franklin
3: <laughs>
4: You, you can oh, tell okay. she didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't want to come out. <laughs>
2: channel, it makes me hurt so bad.
0: <laughs>
2: oh my goodness! But uh, okay. Hilarious.
0: Also, I don't know. You guys probably. I don't know if you guys watched it or not. But there was a movie. You know, Well, it was a series called Spy Kids, and mm-hmm. there was uh, one of the main characters was Carmen, and I wanted to be like her. So like when I was like ten, eleven, twelve, so she was like the first like. Badass, like just type of go. I,
2: I saw this. I saw Spy Kids. I know what exactly what
0: you're talking about. Frank's
3: just eyeballing me. I'm sorry. Continue.
0: Frank. You're
3: just a badass. I, I was like, oh. I, was oh, like I didn't know I, what and- just happened since then. I was like,
1: yeah, this you, you go, This is a space to share. You go. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. I remember the Spy Kids
0: well. <laughs> I, anyway, I loved Carmen. I wanted to be like her.
3: She would. I, right. I used to vibe with
2: Thundercats. Bro, I was going to say the same thing. Yo, Panthera was my
1: guy. Bro, like right there. (laughs) Are you serious? Bro, I want to see my notes. (laughs) Thundercats. He-Man and half shit. Yeah, Thundercats and He-Man. Yeah, yeah. Thundercats
2: because I used to love how they would always... Come oh in! Try to get after Mumra. Heck yeah! That's that damn like a cartoon Mumra. Is yeah, the they were eighties cartoons.
3: Saturday oh, yeah. morning eighties cartoons. Every every, every Saturday. Oh. Skeletor yeah. was he? He-Man? He Man. He Man.
2: And then it would go from that, and then it would always be um, uh, Charles in charge, and then it would be Silver Spoons, and both those dudes are kind of wackadoodles. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. How yeah, we I think a yeah. In life. History hasn't <laughs> been kind to <of> those shows. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, I used to buy it with Thundercats. Guys. Thundercats, That's right here, one hundred percent. Run outside with a little cape on. Th- thundercats,
1: Thundercats. Uh, yeah.
2: Used to have the, the, the yeah. lion glove with the
3: sword oh shit in and it. the Thunder Tank. Remember yeah. the thunder, thunder Tank? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
2: See? Thundercats, Thundercats. Oh,
4: yeah. Uh, I
1: don't know any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thunder. Thunder. <laughs> thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> Just how it goes. Just exactly like
0: that. I can't stop
3: crying. From <laughs> the, history, <from laughs> the, the History Channel drops.
2: We brought up the childhood, and it's just uh, a
1: right. field of
3: emotion. Shane, we're gonna have to cut that clip and put it on Twitter. <laughs> oh, Let's go to a, a graphic clip. right now.
1: Yeah, uh, no. that was too funny. Oh, yeah.
0: Was that what you had picked? You wanted to be a Thunder? Well, yeah. I, even know
1: what I it mean, yeah. Well, then that window of time. Lino, yeah. right? My, that would have been Mino. Yeah, yep. That would have been my. Uh, you know, looking at superheroes and action figures at that time. I mean, that would have been. Thundercats were like the bomb every little kid was running around he man it, it's I, I think it was more so like the songs and the music yeah, yeah. the music that came along when it when it came on you wanted to you was running in the house chanting yeah. and running around I, i'm what i'm number four of six and it's three three other brothers i got three other brothers so we all were around with i'm red he's blue someone's yellow yeah. another one's green and that they all had their own different colors so no one so it, I th- yeah, I want to be a Thundercat.
0: So you're, you have five brothers and sisters? I got
1: three. Three brothers. Oh, it's five. Yeah. yeah, five. It's total five. <laughs> oh, my bad. He's like three. Oh, well, yeah. Hold, up, five. hold, on, hold on. <laughs> Well, she said brothers and sisters. So Yeah, it's you five. You said yeah. like there's
0: six of you. I normally so. I only
1: say, I normally it's like it's three boys. You know, I got three brothers and two sisters. But she said it's five. I was like, damn, she got me. <laughs> yeah, she got you. <laughs> no, but that's, yeah, I wanted to be Thundercat, bro. Nice. Yeah. Nice. If I could be an action, but if I could be a superhero right now, though, I want to be Mystique though, from the X-Men. I like this, like that shape shifting and that ability just to become any person at any time, at any window of time. I I want to be that.
2: I would just want to be the invisible man. Okay. Creep. No. no. That's a creep. Move. No, because you know what? I'm an introvert. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody half the time, man. When you guys walk through the door, half the time I'm like, oh hey, what's up? The other half I'm like, I just want to look down on my computer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll remember that. Next Fair time not. I have a question for Saul, I'm here. It's not
2: you, it's me. <laughs> like, I promise you. It's not you, it's so me. So if I was invisible. I won't even have to mess with it.
3: I dig it. You? You got one now? One that's now, you know, my my kid is into Guardians of the Galaxy. He's into Groot, so, like, I don't think I'd want to be Groot, but he Groot's very popular in our house. So, baby Groot, Groot in the yeah. pot that dances around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah, listen yeah. to that damn song all the time. So, <laughs> but somebody from the Guardians of the Galaxy, probably. So, my son could be Groot, and we could hang out together. Aww. How about you, Cheerston?
0: yeah so this type of scenario gives me anxiety because <laughs> I am not pop culture savvy whatsoever so like I don't can't I don't even have an answer it was easy for me to like say like a childhood thing but I don't know you haven't even seen know. the Marvel
3: movies or no
0: any? no okay, no. okay. To go to see the next segment right. I, I know that's None why it gives me here. anxiety I try to avoid these situations I understand
2: gambling I problem <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, uh, pop culture problem? <laughs> Call. Call Saul. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there, I got, I got, got in a reference there.
1: That was good. I like uh, that. Yeah, that, was, that was really that flat.
0: Was a
2: pop culture <laughs> reference. It's one that I hate, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Call Saul.
0: All right, let's transition into talking a little bit of football since we've done very little of that. Um, Cardinals receivers have impressed. Everybody and are now one of they have one of the top receiving rooms in the in the NFL. So Christian Kirk was talking to reporters today. He mentioned and and we've talked at length about just how good he's played his the first few weeks and how he's in a contract year. And he just looks a lot more confident out there. And he was talking about how this is the the best he's felt mentally in his entire professional career Um, and was just talking a little bit about the dynamic in the receiving room said there's all the talent in the world, but no egos at the same time, Mm -hmm. which is great. So I asked him um, if he could shed a little more insight into the dynamic in that room and how beneficial it is when you've got a close knit uh, group like that.
4: Oh, it's huge. You know, it's huge because I feel like more than ever, you know, you see guys out there just, you know, playing more than ever and playing for each other. And not that, you know, it hasn't been like that in the past, but you can just you really feel feel that, you know, out there on Sunday. And, you know, it comes with just, you know, hanging out outside of here, going to dinners, you know, learning about one another and, you know, how each other is off the field. And, you know, just spending time and truly just becoming brothers and creating those relationships, you know, because we're all we got out there, you know, on Sunday and, you know, for us in our room, you know, we put so much passion and, and work into what we do. Uh, it's just great to, to be able to help one another out and, and see each other succeed. And, you know, when you have guys like DeAndre and AJ, you know, who've been the best at what they've done for so long, you know, kind of setting the standard and, and raising that elevation of play, you know, it's easier for us, you know, younger guys to, to you know, emulate that and try to replicate that as well and, you know, get to the try to get to the same point that they are.
0: we've talked about <laughs> we all just thought the Shane, show <laughs> Shane's looking around like what do I do I'm like I don't know pull it the black screen get it off wow we are back uh, that...
1: <laughs> I need to like recollect my thoughts after that
0: great recovery Shane we are back So so we've talked a lot about how just having, you know, AJ Green has helped free up maybe DeAndre Hopkins and now Christian Kirk can slide into the slot and then that's Mm -hmm. a more natural position for him. And so we talk a lot about, you know, the on the field type of stuff, but I think it's important to note, um, A, what DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green can do for the room. um, And then also this team is just seems like they have, genuine, true chemistry. And I always feel like when you talk about a successful team in any sport and a championship team in any sport, that's one thing that they always have in common.
3: When I was at the press conference Sunday, Max Williams said this is the closest team he's ever been on. Uh, and I think to your point, listen, they had Fitz last year. They've subsequently replaced him with AJ Green. So I don't like to read too much into like the experience factor. I just think this position group is just better. Uh, and it, Christian Kirk is better suited in the slot. When they drafted him, they tried to force him to be an outside receiver because they didn't have great depth at the position that was before Hopkins got here. Um, and so now he's in his true natural role, and he gets to play off of Kyler Murray in his third year, you know, popping as an MVP candidate, Hopkins doing his thing, A.J. Green had a phenomenal camp and is coming along, and then you've got Rondell Moore that opens up even more I hate to say this, but I think we're watching right now, specifically with Kirk, his last year with Arizona. Because, again, they've invested so many resources. I think he's going to be a luxury that they can't afford in the offseason. I think he's going to go off for over a 1,000 yards, multiple touchdowns, maybe double digits. uh, And A.J. Green's on a one-year deal. They're going to have to pay Kyler Murray. Rondell Moore is, and we're going to talk about him later on, um, is leading the NFL for rookie receivers uh, with the most receiving yards. So you've got him and Hopkins. I just think that Kirk right now, we just need to enjoy what we're watching with this entire receiving room, but specifically with Kirk because we've, we've been waiting for him to have his pop year and it's happening now and I'm super happy for him.
0: He was asked about potentially leaving Arizona and he said, you know, it's I understand it's a business. I would love to stay here and I will always live here. Like I'm not leaving Arizona mm-hmm. if I play for another team, but it's something that's on the back of people's minds.
2: I mean, he's been in the system for now three years. Yeah. I think that that's also contributing to this. He's he feels comfortable. It's not just about the leaders around him. He's been he's been around Fitz, you know. He's and and around D Hop last year. Mm. So the the third year in the system is what I truly think is making the difference. And my man right here was talking about how he thought Cliff probably had one of his better offensive games the other day and calling a game. And I can't help but think about that clip the other night with Jim Har or with John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson and the trust right there, right? Like, I'm, yeah. I, I I F with my team. Like, I, mm-hmm. these are my guys, and I trust them to do this. And I think if, if there's ever a point in the season where Cliff can come across that way and get that confidence and not really be too rattled down the stretch when in a tight game, that's going to take this team from here to Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the only piece that's missing, and I think I Christian Kirk feeling comfortable in that system, and Kyler now, feeling very comfortable in that system is how he's going to get there um, as a coach too.
0: I think Cliff is learning to be that way. I think, I think he had an adjustment period too, just like players coming into the league to where maybe he just wasn't as comfortable. But I think now where he's developed relationships and he's talked about how his relationship with Kyler is better than it ever has been as well to where those relationships have been established and he does trust his players. So I think we are going to see that. Throughout the season,
1: Christian Kirk is definitely and he's through the process of the first two years. <clears throat> excuse me, where injuries were taking place and it was affecting him. A new quarterback that was a young quarterback and Drew Rosen, that, Josh, Rose. Josh Rosen, Josh mm-hmm. Rosen, thank you, that just came in and he had he had he had his own struggles. The new head coach struggles. <laughs> What's wrong? All, all these things are on the table. Well, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> all those things are on the table for him, along with injuries. Yeah, and then. Of course, like you said, he wasn't—he wasn't an inside guy. He was an outside guy, and he had to keep trying to prove himself. And nothing was—nothing was jailed. Nothing looked good for him. Yeah. Now he's in a position where you know he doesn't have to be the guy specifically, but he can go out and he can—he can do exactly what he needs to do and what's asked of him. I always thought he had more talent than than was showed. Yes, I always thought the NFL has a play. It, the NFL is a place where I can throw, throw twelve balls to you, and I can throw three balls to you. You might catch seven. But you'll catch the three I threw to you. You're gonna get the know to, You're gonna get the conversation piece because your seven might have turned to 110 yards, and your three were you know great plays and whatever. But it was 97 yards, and it wasn't the same. And I think Christian's in a position right now where the ball seems like, or the position he's in right now, they can throw the ball to anybody, and everyone can make something happen. And he can, and he feels free to be able to do that. A new contract, I say, hey. Guys always look great in contract years. So he could be in a position where contract year shows up and he can walk away with 57 catches for over fifty, over a 1,000 yards and 7 or 8 to 12 touchdowns and fall right into a position where next year he becomes a 15 to $25 million guy.
3: He's going to be an $8 million player next year. I have no eight. doubt about it because I, you think about eight-figure, eight? Eight I'm sorry, eight-figure player next year uh, because all of his catches are highlight catches. Mm-hmm. Anybody casual fans, I mean, like, can you just see, like, Jacksonville, for instance, next year with all this money to spend and Trevor Lawrence on a rookie deal. Like, hey, Christian Kirk, here's $15 million. What's he going to say? He's not going no to say that. He's gone. So what I will say is Cardinals are, are projected to have, I know it's early, three 1,000-yard receivers. Who is the last team to do it, Saul? Ooh. Damn. The oh, Rams? Oh, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, No, 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 Arizona Cardinals. 2008, oh, Anquan Fitts, Fitz and Kwan, Steve Brest. That's
2: man. right. Can they
3: have three this year? We'll see.
0: I hate that we're already talking about Christian leaving. I always feel like it just means a little. I, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But to me, it does. It, when you've got a hometown guy, I feel like you want to keep him. I mean, the dynamics specifically with Saguaro High School having you know multiple Cardinals players, I I feel like that means a little something. Not not that you're gonna like overpay a guy or you know change the dynamic of a team because you're trying to pay this guy just because he's a hometown guy, but I, I feel like it means well, something. I mean,
2: I, we got to think about the other hometown guy too, because I think he's going to play a factor when his deal comes up in about a year and mm-hmm. that's Byron Murphy. And Byron Murphy, I, the way he's playing right now... And he's one of one. He is... Yo, yo. Yeah, you, you're going to pay him. Here's
3: a problem with Christian Kirk. And I love Christian Kirk. He is too inconsistent or has been and that's why they continue to draft receivers in the second round. Christian Kirk had been doing this the last several years, Rondell Moore probably wouldn't be here, or Andy Isabella, and he probably would have gotten paid already. Yeah. But they've flushed the position room because he's been too inconsistent. Now he's living up to expectations. And It's like, mm, well, we've got other – Rondell Moore is making like no money compared to what they're going to have to pay yeah. Christian Kirk. So it, they would have loved to ex- have extended Christian Kirk maybe a year ago, but he just hasn't been consistent enough. To end last year, over the final eight games, he had 250 yards. He disappeared. And the offense disappeared, too. So uh, I, I'm with you. I, I think he's going to have a huge year, but they just it's, it's going to be poor timing.
0: Let me ask you this. Is there anything on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that involves Christian Kirk that you could create a parlay with? You
3: absolutely could. So you could pick him to have an anytime touchdown, which you can put money on, and there are odds for Christian to have a touchdown at any point against Jacksonville. And there were big-time odds over plus 1,000. Shane, I will have to keep me honest here, that he's the first touchdown of the game, and that's where the real money
0: is. Okay. So if
3: you're feeling frisky with Christian Kirk on Sunday and you think he's going to reach the end zone first. Did you <laughs> word
0: that right? Yeah, frisky. <laughs> if
3: you're feeling advantageous with Christian Kirk on Sunday, Adventurous. you can make some big money on DraftKings.
0: Um, all right, let's get into our final segment. Winners and losers from week two are... Within the last week, uh, who wants to go first? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna
1: shoot my shot. I think I like I like my winner of last week's football through the NFL was the AFC, just the entire conference. I think the teams that they played that put together between the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Titans going off and smacking up the Seattle Seahawks, I thought that was crazy. But, but to watch Pittsburgh stiller, you know, lose to the to the Raiders, but watching what Raiders had did the week prior prior to that. I think the AFC North, AFC just as a conference as a whole, just looked better. They had better teams fighting against each other. It was a lot more excitement between those teams fighting. And I mean, I could pick player after player and play after play, but just the AFC and the competition that was on the table and the closeness of the games were really, really special. I thought I thought it was good football. I'll I'll, I'll go with our,
2: our our brothers up in Colorado, uh, the Broncos being two and zero right now hey that's a that's a that's a good football team not great, not outstanding. Teddy Bridgewater cleans up a lot of the messes that they have with Drew Locke and I know there's a lot of Drew Locke stands out there uh, but yeah, Shane's being one of them mm-hmm. but uh, you know hey they're two and0 and yeah. uh, they're looking to keep it going and I, I think that's my big winner
3: of the week. I'll go with the number one fantasy football pickup this past week. Oh and he plays for the Cardinals, number four, Rondell Moore, who, again, leaves all, leaves all rookie receivers in receiving yards. I had an opportunity to watch him in person, of course, on Sunday. They have not had a player like this, this caliber player. I mean, like, the only thing that's comparable is, like, kind of rookie season Anquan Bolden, but they're different players. And you and I talked about this yesterday. It's like if Darren Sproles played wide out. That's mm-hmm. what he is. Yeah. And it's he's going to sleepwalk his way to 1,000 yards in this offense. My, my only concern is usage over 17 games. But man, oh man, Steve Kime, he's had some misses in the second round, but this, this does not look like one of them. He is a, a star for this team already.
0: Can't say enough good things about the young rookie. My winner is Aaron Rodgers because there was so much negativity and talk surrounding him, especially after it, you know heading into the season and it carried into week one for him about not wanting to be on the team and possibly checking out. And I granted, it was against the Lions, but they were able to get a win. I feel like that probably silenced a, a, some of the, the noise surrounding him and that team. And he also, I don't know if you noticed the long hair look. He is growing that out for a Halloween costume, which I found was uh, very impressive. That is dedication.
3: What Halloween costume well, is it? I, yeah. He did.
0: You'll have to wait till Halloween to find out. Yeah, to
3: be determined. And I thought you were gonna say you're really into like man buns, and that's why. Not you, at I, all. Okay. <laughs>
0: no, not at all. I just can appreciate the dedication that he has to Halloween, and he had an awesome post game interview with a <clears throat> Spanish speaking reporter for ESPN, and it was hilarious. And he was talking about uh, wanting tequila, and it was great. So I just felt like he was a winner after after this week
1: and yeah. Yeah. I like all right, it. Frank, who's your, who's your Oh, guy? my loser is um Carson Wentz. Just can't get right.
0: <laughs> he sprained uh, both of his ankles.
1: I mean, just can't get right. Just just that can't.
0: is the saddest is, thing by can't far can't that I read all week was right. that he sprained both his both. ankles. How do
1: you sprain both your ankles? You get ankles. tackled crazy. Like a you got A A D missed the 22, 21 sacks who don't care about how, he he hog tied him in that tackle with all intents and purpose to bring him down. And I just, I mean, but just the storyline behind his name, everything they talked about, leaving Philly, going to the coach. oh, my God, he's got Coach Wright. Oh, he's going to be this and that. And just unfortunately, from one of the most talented quarterbacks we've seen um, from a young start to from one situation of getting his, you know, tearing his ACL from trying to make a great play. And then after that, just every season just has not been, um has not been good for him and i think that is i mean everyone believes in him every conversation is a hopeful conversation about what he brings to the table as a leader and as a winner and i just i feel bad for my man because he just just one of those guys yeah, that
2: just can't get right so close right. ever since he toured that acl he's
1: never been the, never same. Been the same again yep.
2: my loser of the week <laughs> hmm. is uh man it, it's hard to pick on a rookie but damn zach wilson you made it real easy this week my man had a horrible horrible the Jets, very bad day um up there in new york and uh and, and it doesn't help that it, his predecessor that went to carolina is now 2-0 and 0 because famous Jameis can't keep his fingers out of his mouth when he throws <laughs> football so um yeah that's my, my that's my loser of the week kind of a co-loser situation yeah with Jameis and
3: and uh zach it worked though so i kicked around <laughs> my loser before the show and was downvoted. I said it was Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia oh. 76ers. And we these two gentlemen him. shamed me. And so now I'm just going to say the Sixers organization, I guess, yeah, Ben Simmons, He's he's got some stuff going for him. I just think that, like, they put themselves in a position. I know this isn't a basketball show, but it bears repeating. They thought after he was missing and refusing to take wide open layups in the Eastern Conference Finals, that they are going to pub up his va- – uh, Value uh, value in the off season, and now he's not returning his phone calls. They're only contacting him through his agent, Rich Paul. It's hilarious because the franchise that was all in on tanking and trusting the process now has this asset that they're probably going to trade for pennies on the dollar. I think it's funny what you saw what Kendall Jenner said. No, I didn't a couple see it. Right? Oh, about oh, yeah. Ben Simmons? Her yeah,
2: ex? she said, yeah, she said uh, the Sixers should have me in the front office because I know how to trade Ben Simmons for a superstar.
0: She did not Damn. say that. Are you
2: kidding me? Oh, look that's at the wh- Instagram.
3: I that's one of the so greatest fast. lines. That's <laughs> yeah. a great, and she didn't write that. I, I swear I thought that's no what happened. no
0: way. She, I, her, 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 her Instagram? No, I don't
4: I don't think she said that. I think somebody tweeted that and went viral. I'll double check, though. I'll double okay. check, right, though. Maybe I'll maybe check I got that. that. I'll that tell right. you what. My response
3: would be, Still, like,
1: fire.
0: fire. That's, that's a fire tweet right there. Yeah.
3: Put that on a T-shirt.
1: <laughs> I'd be like, I got drafted by your whack ass and now I'm trying to build you up and not look at you. You know, act like I did something wrong by you. <laughs> uh, you tripping. <laughs> anyway that's that be my, who's your loser right all now? all right
0: so. my loser it's the saints even though they had nothing to do with it but the superdome was on fire today some power wash thing exploded ah. i double checked everyone's okay like one person had minor injury so i made sure that like it was nothing truly serious happened but that was trending on social media today just a burning stadium so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say the saints maybe the city of new orleans um, they're they're losers. You got
2: some bad juju right now. I do. It's a lot oh, going man, on. Oh, right man. I now.
0: shouldn't say the city then. You're right. Yeah,
2: You're a city, loser, yeah. city. Yeah. You're a loser.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't care that so, you just went through a hurricane. Really you guys are losers. <laughs> like, just <laughs> the Saints. We're cool, keeping man. it to the Saints. <laughs> yeah,
2: My so original plan. Maybe it's with... just the seat. Maybe Espo and you just like <laughs> angry. The seat oh, doesn't, it, man.
1: No,
0: it's A sli- lot of power in that seat. I said it before. I thought about it now that I'm thinking about it. That is very insensitive of me. It's just the Saints. Just the, team. just
2: the team. All right, let's let's
4: let's get it light real fast. There's some of fire.
3: There you go. <laughs> All right,
0: time for that initiation, Saul.
3: Everybody's been Do telling me since they made there this graphic that my head is just uh, too big. September. Oh, now nice. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's wrap this
2: show up, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on social media, PHNX underscore sports. Follow us on the Twitter machine, Facebook, Instagram, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.